Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Star City Podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Smith. We like to cover a wide range of subjects here on Star City, and today I'm so glad to have as our guest and my friend and a fellow teammate on our staff right here at First Roanoke, Terry Carroll. Terry, it's great to have you with us today. You know, your career was with Woodman of the World, a life insurance and financial investment company. You were with them for 39 years, and when you retired in 2017, you were the regional director of the state of Virginia. And now you've been on staff with us for a while here at Firks Roanoke as our Minister of Generations Ministries. It's so good to have you with us, and we've got a very important and heavy subject that we're going to be diving into today, and that is the painful and frightening problem of bereavement and grief when death separates us from someone that we love. You know, Terry, you've become well acquainted helping others who are brokenhearted through your leadership in the ministry of Grief Share right here in our church, a ministry that God has really blessed and used to help so many others and still is doing so. But let's begin by asking what might seem a rather obvious and simple question. What is grief? Well, Brian, thank you for having me. Uh, it's such an important topic, and what we have come to learn here at our church is these are precious people or who are in a difficult time. It's a, one of the darkest days of their life. And uh, in short, what grief is, it's an intense expression of loss of someone or something that's near and dear to us. And, and it's, it is. It's intense. It's chaotic. It makes you feel like you're losing your mind. Uh, people try to hide it. Uh, they try to handle it on their own. Um, and, and really, no matter how old we are, it takes us back and we feel like little children just lost and, and nowhere to go to be found. Absolutely. And we, you know, we struggle with how to respond to it. Hmm. Well, we like to teach that the proper response, as wild as this may sound, is the celebration of love given by God. That's our definition mm. of, of how to respond to grief. You know, how to understand it's the price we pay for loving someone. And in short, we like to, to share with our participants, if there's no love, there's no grief. You know, you're so true and so right, Terry, because as I've counseled numerous families and talking to that brokenhearted husband or wife, and now their spouse has gone on to heaven ahead of them, that, you know, every every good marriage ends with tears. Absolutely. You know, either I'm going to go home to heaven first, and my wife Mary will be left behind, mm-hmm. or she will go home to heaven first, and I will be left behind, uh, barring, of course, the Lord Jesus' return for His church. And yet, as difficult as that is, and and we're going to get into this a little bit later, that when it comes to levels and expressions of grief, uh, one of the most difficult times of grief is when after a long, strong, good marriage, that spouse suddenly feels alone. And yet, the blessing of loving someone for a lifetime, being loved by that person for a lifetime, we wouldn't trade that for the world. And remembering that when we're so brokenhearted over losing that person, I can see why that would be a very important place to begin in grief share. 
It is. And one of the things that gives me the assurance, uh, as I like to share with our people as, as well, I'm totally orphaned now. As an adult, I have my family, my immediate family, but I've lost everyone in my family. So uh, I look at that and the assurance I get, and I'd like to share this uh, with, with our audience for a moment. See, grief is something that Jesus did, number one. He wept over the loss of his friend. Now, here is the creator of the world, the one who knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. And yet, what did Jesus do? He wept. And I don't think that was by mistake. I think that was another one of the examples that Jesus gives us. It's a Christ-like characteristic for someone to grieve. It's something mm. to weep. How true. And uh, so I, I hinge on that. I hold on to that. Uh, it is really a position of strength to grieve. And I use that uh, example using Matthew 5, 4, where it tells us that blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You know, we're going to be given permission. We have been given permission to grieve by the Master. And we need to hang on that very truth and hide that in our hearts. So when we restrain ourselves mm-hmm. and and hide away, suppress those emotions that come with grief because we are so heartbroken that we have been separated by death from someone we love and look to and rely upon, that's a very unhealthy and unholy thing, isn't it? Not to express those emotions as God gave them to us. Absolutely, it is. And and one thing that we've tried really hard to, uh, to get across to our, our participants in our Grief Share program is be honest with yourself and, and express your emotions. Don't hold them in. Don't put them in a container-like uh, uh, status, if you will. Um, we teach about, uh, in Psalm 61, it talks about, hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. We want to challenge our people who've lost their loved ones. Don't miss the blessing of crying out to God, our Creator. He made us to love us. This is not a surprise to God, the loss of a loved one. He is wanting us to cry out to Him. There's not a load too heavy that He can't carry for us in this darkest time. And even if we can't feel His presence in this time in our life, because we think we're losing our mind, we think we're not normal, and all the world is coming crashing in on us, we are going to emerge. Mm. We're going to emerge uh, because of the promises that God has made for us. And again, hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. Mm. And He does, and no surprise, Wonderful. He answers. You know, Terry, one of the things the Bible says and teaches in the book of Psalms again, one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 91, uh, the Lord is my refuge yes. and my strength, my fortress in God, in Him will I trust. What does it mean for someone going through grief to look to God as their refuge? Well, I think the uh, the bottom line is that it assures us that we have a place that we can we can go in, in the darkness of our life at that moment when everyone has gone home, when the flowers have wilted, when people are back to their normal life, our normal life has just been 
sadly disrupted. God has promised us that he is our refuge. He tells us again in in another scripture that we hang on to, and that very scripture you're talking about there, we use over and over and over in our 13-week session of Grief Share. But uh, Psalms also talks about where I'm worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, you know, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. So there's a physiological change as well. There's, uh, there's a spiritual uh, component to this, and we have to know. And I like to say if we can believe John 3.16 in such a way that we will ask Jesus into our life, we have no choice as children of God but to believe God when he says, I am the refuge that you seek. Boy, that is so true. You know, Terry, when my mother died, um, I remember still so clearly, even though it was more than 10 years ago, uh, that I went for a walk right after she had taken her last breath, and you could literally just see her stepping away from her earth suit, that body. Uh, If anyone has ever watched someone die, you, you get the distinct impression and realization that really we are so much more than these physical bodies that we see. And as I was walking around, this thought came to my mind uh, right at the very beginning of that time, just within minutes of, for the first time in my life, uh, not being in the same world with my mom. And it was this understanding. Thank you, God, for Easter. Thank you for the resurrection. It is hope in a risen Savior that gave me hope in that moment when my precious godly mother had stepped into heaven. You know, thinking for me of God as my refuge, the entryway and front gate is an empty tomb. That reminds me that God is my refuge and my living fortress. You know, Terry, we're almost out of time, but and this is a subject that we're going to be visiting for several more episodes. So if you're listening to us and and you have questions or things that you're wanting us to discuss uh, in more detail, we will be doing that, dear friend, in the uh, weeks to come. But right now, Terry, as we wrap up our time together, what are some final thoughts that uh, you would like to share, encourage people about who feel like they are just now starting to maybe come to deal with the depths of their grief or are they're looking for hope and assurance that that they're going to make it, that things are going to get better. What do you have to say to that person who's really struggling today still because someone that they love is now separated from them because of death? Uh, Brian, I would I would like to share with them that they are normal. Mm. You're normal. Don't think that you're out on a limb all alone. There are people that have have gone through this. So true. You can get help. Uh, You're not going crazy. God is there, obviously. You can call on Him when you can't call on anyone else. Mm. And I just pray that they'll hide that in their hearts. Yes, you're going to discover new things uh, in your new normal. Well, let's just, uh, let's say it this way. It's just a new change and try to captivate on that. You're going to have new sounds in your home. You're going to have no sounds 
at times that you were once used to. You're going to have different smells. The refrigerator, you're going to have to deal with the, we call them ambushes, and it's the things that catch you off guard to remind you of your loved one, and it can happen at at the most unexpected of times. Late, whether it's That's home, right. at church, the pew you sit on, the songs that are sung. So what I would encourage people to do is plan for those ambushes. Make a plan. Have an exit strategy. If you're going to be in a group of people where you were you would have normally been comfortable with your spouse, let's say, have an exit strategy. You may want to drive alone to that particular event so you can leave if you need to. Be honest with your friends. Let them know. You may even want to write a letter, literally a physical letter, explaining your grief and that you're going through a difficult time and you might not can be the person they want you to be. Also remember that people are are trying to comfort you, Mm. but people don't know what to say. Right. They really don't. They're doing their best, so don't harbor anger over those who love you. They loved you before, and they'll love you again, and they're loving you in the midst of your storms. That's so important, Terry. Try to look past the awkwardness of something that was said that was unintentionally hurtful. That's right. And realize that the person is there, and they love you, and hear them in the context of their love for you. And give yourself time. That's right. People deal with grief in different levels, different ways. For one person, they may seem to overcome it uh, much sooner than others. And that's okay because God made all of us different. Correct. So when it comes to looking to God as our refuge and our our hope, our fortress, uh, as we've already said, uh, don't forget there is a wonderful reason why we celebrate Easter. And as Christians, not just one day, but every single day. Praise God for the living hope that he's given to us in the midst of our grief. Well, Terry, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. We're going to pick it up and have some more conversations about this because I'm sure this is a subject that so many people need to hear about, want to hear about, and uh, certainly as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and with God's living word, there is reason to hope despite the difficulty and heartbreak of grief. Well, friends, thank you so much for listening, and may God richly bless you by His grace and for His glory in your life today.